Welcome to Shooting Hoops, a podcast about basketball and the Portland Trailblazers. I'm your host, Dia Miller, here with my co-host, Adam Drexler. Adam, how are you? How are things going? I'm doing great. Um, It's been a great week for a lot of reasons, but mainly because the Blazers are a winning team. You heard that, right? A winning team. A winning team. (laughs) You got your Portland shirt on? Yeah, definitely. I've got my, it looks like I like the Chicago Bulls and the Indiana Pacers, but the truth is this is like a, if you're listening to our audio, you can't see this, but on, on our video, see there's Blazers right there, right here. It's like the whole NBA. I got the whole NBA. It's an entourage of teams. As... <laughs> and no Lakers. Yeah, It no has Lakers. like 15 teams and the Lakers aren't one of them. So I was like, mm. as, as I said before, and I, I don't want to say, you know, I'm a basketball guru or anything like that, <laughs> but I did predict this. I did. You did. Um, maybe not to the extent of being, you know, four and one, but I did say we were a gritty team and we could beat some of these good teams out there. And I think we showed everybody that we can win against basically anybody in the league. Listen, I've been predicting this for like 10 years. Okay. Every year when we start the season, I'm like, this is it. This is our season. We're going to win it all. This is it. So five games in, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like this is it. This is our season. We're going to win it all. Plan the parade. It's exciting. It is exciting. I'm just happy that uh, now everyone can hop on the bandwagon. Uh, right? It's safe. Um, it's looking good. The eye test so far, I expect, I don't expect us to win every single game, but I do know that we're a competitive team. Like we usually are. The Trailblazers are normally competitive. This year, it seems to be no different. Uh, Shauncey in his second year has really turned things around and we got our star back healthy. So the team just looks good and it's fun to watch. It really, really is. And we're going to talk more about that. Um, If you are tuning in, this is our inaugural episode, our very first episode, episode one, the very beginning. (laughs) It feels like a little pressure to to have a, a solid, good episode. But this podcast came just from a a conversation that Adam and I had. And um, here we are, and we're excited about it. I think we have kind of a different perspective to offer. I know there's a lot of basketball podcasts out there, and I know there's a lot of Trailblazers podcasts out there, and they're quality. I've listened to them. Um, And I think that we have maybe a different side to offer. Adam, you are new to podcasting. You've done a little podcasting. Tell me your story. So for me, I've um, been playing professional basketball for six years now. I've had uh, a bunch of stints overseas, and I've actually had the privilege of of being invited to a uh, Rocket Summer League training camp, uh, Boston Celtics, and of course the Blazers offered uh, they they invited me to their summer league mini camp. Or not summer league mini camp, but their regular summer mini camp. Right. And you know, when you're there, you anytime you get to play against NBA caliber players, it's a good day. And to me, that was the dream. Um, when I started playing basketball, I wanted to compete at the highest level. I wanted to play against the other pros, and I get to do that. And I'm at the point where I'd love to share it and talk about it and discuss it with other people. So um, when Dia and I kind of talked about what we wanted to do and 
as far as the podcast, I thought it was a great idea. And I just jumped at it because it seemed like such a fun prospect to give a unique insight into the NBA and basketball and talk about it with you guys. Well, and Adam, you just got done playing with the big three, which if you guys are not familiar with the big three, you are missing out. If you like, look, I am the biggest component, not component. That's the wrong word. Proponent cheerleader <laughs> we're going with cheerleader <laughs> i am the biggest fan of like you the nba is fantastic basketball obviously some of the best in the world but there's really good basketball outside of that there's a lot of good basketball overseas the g league is fantastic obviously the wnba um, but you've also got some cool leagues that have started popping up like the big three which is just one of the most entertaining basketball leagues i've ever seen um, and so Adam has some insight there, but uh, aside from also being a professional player, you, your last name <laughs> is very familiar to Portland Trailblazers fans. Give them the scoop. Give them the scoop. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know by the, the Drexler last name, I am Clyde Drexler's son. I am, uh, his youngest son. I'm the only one in the family that chose to play basketball. Um, <laughs> everyone else was my brothers and sisters weren't feeling it. They were out. Um, they were done. <laughs> but I chose to follow in his footsteps, and I'm really glad I did. But in doing so, I, I've gained a unique perspective on the sport and life as, as a whole. Yeah. So like you said, with the big three, getting to play in a league like that, and my dad also happens to be a commissioner in that league. Yeah. So it was something that we kind of got to do together. We're in every city together, hanging out. And that was the first time I'd played back in the States in – such a long time it just felt great to be back home and yeah able to do what you love and your father's right there with you and you're just hanging out with some legends and people that you've grown up watching and now get to play against yeah and they're like legends there are we, i mean the names in that league are wild like if you go look up the big three and look at the rosters there are some names greg odin was in the big three i don't think he was there was he there? he wasn't there last year not, la not the season I played, but we the had a lot of season. big names like um, Iso Joe. Uh, yeah. We had Nick Young. You have, yep. you, of course, you got the legends who are coaching like Dr. Yeah. J, Iceman, George Gervin. Uh, you got uh, my coach, Rick Mahorn, Gary Payton, of course. Some of these people, you it's a surreal experience because it, it, on, on one hand, you're, you're here to compete against those guys. But right. uh, on the other hand, I'm trying not to like – Ask for their autograph. <laughs> Try not to be a fan. <laughs> yeah. I, I love basketball. And actually, one of my second game of the big three, I had to guard Joe Johnson. And of course, he hit a game winner on me. So <laughs> so you know what it's like to be on the yeah. other side of that. <laughs> yeah, I was I hated it, but also I, I expected it. I was I was, I knew for he was sure. gonna make this shot. <laughs> That's almost worse when you know it's coming. <laughs> and that was a good contest and everything. I had the hand almost right, touched right. the ball. I was like, he can't see. So but close. <laughs> it's I just know he's he's born to score. So Man. Uh, playing in that was a dream. And uh I'm so happy I did it. I was one of the youngest players in the league, and it was just really awesome to go up against those guys. You're gonna have a lot of insight as as a player, you know. I talk about this game as a fan. Uh, the, yeah, but, the highest level I ever went to was high school. But you have a lot to offer. I know you're someone who's been photographing sports. You've gotten to meet so many 
of of these great players and a lot of these players that are up and coming and now great players. Yeah, it's interesting because I've spent the last couple years shooting. I'm a photographer. That's my primary job. And a few years ago, I shifted from I shot weddings for years and I shifted from that into sports and uh, basketball specifically, which has been an absolute dream. I'm obviously a basketball fan very much a Portland Trailblazers fan, largely because of your dad when I was a kid. And so I have been able to take that and and my abilities as a photographer and turn it into a job in sports. So I shoot basketball. Um, I've shot the G League, uh, the Clippers and the Lakers G League teams. Um, I shot the Sparks all last season, a little bit the season before. Um, I've shot a few NBA games as well, including the Trailblazers. I got to go up this summer and shoot the Trailblazers training camp for the Oregonian. And then I also work with individual athletes on their own personal stuff. The biggest one right now is twice a week I go into the ESPN studio um, for the NBA Today show. And I shoot um, Malika Andrews, Chineo Gumake. Um, and, and their whole show that they have going on. So I'm in there a couple times a week. Um, I shoot for a couple other, um, you know, NECA, Ogumake, Chanae's sister, who's also plays for the Sparks. I, I shoot with her. I shoot with Josh Childress, who played for several NBA teams. Um, so I work with, with individual athletes as well. Um, and it does, it's definitely given me a lot of insight just kind of hearing their side of things and hearing their stories, plus just the, the what you see behind the scenes. I think when I started working with athletes like that, it definitely changed how I viewed the game. It changed how I talked about the game. It changed a lot for me. And so, and that's part of where we are with this podcast. Like we want to kind of be able to bring you guys inside like behind the scenes, I guess, a little bit. Now, obviously, we're not associated with the team officially. Like we're just giving you our own personal insight and our own personal connections um, to try to kind of give you like a little bit of an insider view that's not from the perspective of a reporter or an employee, but just from the perspective of two people who really like basketball and really like the Portland Trailblazers, but also have a little bit of like different perspective the best part of it is a lot of people they they watch these games every night and you might know a player by what you see on tv or what you see in their post-game interviews but i think something that is unique to what we can bring to a podcast is the fact that a lot of these players we've met in real life and gotten to know on a personal level the conversations that i've had alone with with hall of famers and legends and other players has been so unique. It's something I've never heard from, you know, an interview question or a reporter or a post-game interview. And I think that's something that I'm excited for us to bring to everybody because I think those are unique, unique perspectives that a lot of people don't get to hear, but I think would love to hear. You know, there's been such a push, especially over the last few years of talking about athletes as human beings and not just athletes. And I think it's so easy to get lost in 
watching these people play on your TV screen and they're essentially celebrities um, and they don't feel real sometimes because it's just some guy playing basketball on TV or some girl playing basketball on TV. And so that's where we get all the stuff that happens on Twitter and on the internet where people just kind of rip them apart and aren't kind and it's a mess. And I think that over the last couple of years, there's been this big push to, to just kind of remember that like they're people first and athletes second. And I love that. And I, I love just the opportunity to kind of have these conversations and, and have that perspective of things. Obviously we love the game of basketball. Obviously we love the Portland trailblazers, but ultimately like, I think we love the stories and, and being able to kind of bring those stories to life. We're in a unique position where we can kind of be like a bridge from those people and their stories to, I guess, the public. Um, so we have some exciting people that we plan to bring on the podcast that we have lined up. We're not going to give that away, but it's going to be great. It's going to be really good. It's going down. <laughs> it's going down. Um, the, the goal here is to bring content that you're not going to get somewhere else. Obviously, we're also, there's going to be podcasts where it's just me and you, and we're just talking about, you know, the trailblazers and what's going on. I'm excited about what what we have planned and, and you know, kind of the direction of this. We're coming from a, a place of, of credibility. Like, you have actually met these players. You've been around the game. You got to know these people in their stories. I have played this game and actually know a lot of players who are currently in the league. I was trying yeah. to be one of them. So right. <laughs> I think uh, it just brings a new perspective instead yeah. of just looking at it from a purely fan perspective. Yeah. Well, and I think too, you know, I, I've heard some of your stories and you've shared some of those. I mean, you came on the podcast that I was previously on. We did an interview for Blazers Edge. I got to hear a lot of great stories. They're so interesting to hear just that perspective. Um, you've got some great stories from the time that you were with the Blazers. You've got some great stories from growing up around the team. And I think that's going to be so interesting. Jay Scrub ran over me one time and almost <laughs> knocked me out. He's not on the Trailblazers, but cool story. So we've we've got some kind of interesting stuff, I think, to, yeah. to talk about. So it's going to be good. Who you are and who I am is going to play into this. So for those of you who are tuning in who aren't familiar with either of us or maybe follow us on social media or have heard us on something previously or whatever, you maybe have a little bit of understanding of who we are. But I think you'll get to know us as well through this. So yeah. yay it's gonna be a journey so it's gonna yeah, be a journey it's gonna be something we're all gonna do together so yeah yeah it's uh, gonna be you know, this is this is our first podcast as a dynamic duo and, and <laughs> you yes. the listener can can tune in and follow along and also we'd love to hear from you so for sure send us a message and yeah you know we'd love to answer some of those questions that you have yeah, and I think that's one of the things that we've talked about really wanting to bring to this as well is just the opportunity to interact. Um, we've got some segments that we want to do that have to do with Twitter um, and some things like that. So, yes, absolutely. Send us messages if you have questions, if there are certain people you want to hear from, stories you want to hear, whatever, for sure. So with that... Let's get into this a little bit because this is this first episode we decided was going to be more of a conversation. We weren't going to have it quite as structured as some of our others will be. But the Portland Trailblazers are four and one. 
four and one, Adam. We have won four games and we only lost what we should have recorded this yesterday. So we could have said four and oh, yeah, <laughs> undefeated. I, I just thought about that. I'm like, so close, so close. We were we in the did. game, though. We, we were, were in the game. We were. It was, yeah. yeah. And that's, I think, oh, so much to talk about. Okay. So, first off, how are you feeling about this team? I feel great about this team. And it's, it's not that, oh, we have the best, you know, roster. We have the biggest names on the roster. I think it's just the fact that when you're watching these games, there's one thing that, that is, true through and through with the roster is that everyone on the roster is a hustler. Everyone is gritty. Everyone's willing to do the intangibles that go, that make you go from a losing club to a winning club. And when you have that, it's always going to be fun to watch. I mean, you have people that are like Josh Hart, who's hustling and, and making those defensive plays, pushing the tempo. You have guys coming off the bench, like justice Winslow, who, are giving you that burst of, of just athleticism and willingness to hustle. Jeremy Grant is natural born hustler. Uh, so and good. of course there's Dame time. So all oh. bets are off when he's firing. So I, it's just fun to watch. It is a fun team. And I think I say this all the time, like it's fun to watch, but isn't that the goal? Like, isn't the goal to enjoy it? Mm-hmm. Obviously also to win a championship, but you yeah. know, you want to enjoy the process. Is it too early to say that I think we might have a shot at this? Like, should I not be saying that five games? <laughs> like, I, I'm I'm right there with you, but like, got to kind of wait and see. Right, right, right. Okay, bring it not, back. I don't bring want I don't want yeah. it to like, you know, we go on a, a five game losing streak and all of a sudden we've we've cursed the Blazers. Oh, so, solid point. We'll watch it with a thumbs up. <laughs> yes. So here's the thing. I said, I've said before in the past, like the team has looked really good on paper. We, you know, this is a great team. They've assembled whatever, they've made changes, whatever. But this year is different. Now, we obviously have a different coach. He was here last year, but last year we didn't have the majority of our team playing, obviously, last year. I feel like last year we just need to kind of wipe our hands up and not use that as like an example because it was so wild. But we have a new coaching staff. We have a new front office. Some big moves were made for once with this team getting rid of some of our major players and replacing them with players that are actually difference makers that are going to play significant minutes. We're not starting with the same starting lineup that we've had. We've got guys that are known for their defense and, and and we're four and oh, and we haven't even played Gary Payton. Gary Payton (laughs) jr. Is still sitting on the bench. He hasn't even, and Trenton Watford's on the bench. I mean, we have guys, Olivier Saar is on the bench. Like there are guys that are hurt right now that haven't even contributed that are going to contribute. I am like pretty high on this team right now. Yeah. I I think I'm, I'm very excited because I mean, anytime you get like a new roster, there's always that like, first period of where you're adjusting and you're just excited to, to see something shake up in the organization. And for me, I, I I'm one of those people. I, I love the, I love the Blazers because normally the roster stays pretty consistent. And I, I really loved the previous rosters because all of those players to me had a special place in my heart. I love watching them when they do make a change. I, I was, I was scared at first because I was like, Oh, what if, why don't you know, we, we have a 30 person roster? 
Yeah. Just saying. Why not? Why I'm not? Just saying. Why not NBA? <laughs> but then you know when when you do get that new roster, you you open up some new possibilities. Like of course, okay, we're not going to be the same, but is there a potential to get better? Is there a potential right. to change our identity? And I think that is something we did first by hiring Chauncey. He's a he's a winner, and he's tough, and he knows the game. He's a player's coach. So I think having him at first year, you any anytime you're a first year coach, you kind of have to give them an adjustment period because they have to establish their culture and and kind of get settled in. And now in the second year, we're starting to see he's got all his players back, minus a few. Most of them. And they're winning games. So you love to see it. Yeah, they are. Yeah, like you said, I can't wait to see people like Gary Payton suit up and play because once again, another hustler, another gritty player who's going yep. to get that out there and make the plays that no one else wants to make. It's one of those things where you hate to play against it, but you love it when it's on your team. So. Right, right, right. There's so many players like that where I watch them and I'm like, ooh, like I watched Dame um, be all up in DeAndre Ayton's mm-hmm. ear the other day and I was like, oh, I love this. And then I kind of checked myself and I was like, man, I'd be pissed if I was if I was a fan of the other team. This would irritate me so much. But man, it's nice when it's your team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that there's so much potential here. And I think one of the things that I've noticed in these first five games is this is a team that has chemistry. This is a team that is really like ebbing and flowing. They're paying attention to each other. They're anticipating what they're going to do. It's obviously not perfect yet. There's been some sloppy things that have happened. But again, this is a dramatically different lineup than we had the last few seasons. So these guys are all adjusting and getting used to playing with each other. Dame's coming off of a basically a whole season of not playing and he looks so good. I mean, honestly, just as good, if not better than he did. You know, he played with that injury for a few years. And I think what we're seeing is Dame being Dame and not Dame dealing with an injury. And that is so nice to see. Um, Anthony Simons is just freaking on fire did you see all the tweets about people that actually called somebody actually called the fire department <laughs> because <laughs> so there were all these tweets like joking about how Anthony simons is on fire and whatever and actually my friend Brittany tweeted something about guys like he's not actually on fire relax and we were all kind of joking about it and then later on i saw that like somebody actually called to report Anthony Simon's on fire. So we don't suggest this, but the man was on fire. He is like, yeah. he is, he is an inferno, like mm-hmm. Anthony Inferno yeah. Simons. Over he's, he's a special, special talent. I think yeah. so many of the, of the Blazers uh, players are unique. Uh, people don't really realize it because a lot of them have been, you know, in, in situations where they, they haven't really gotten to shine. You saw it last year, I think it was Jeremy Grant's first time being in the limelight as like the yeah. main number one option on a team. And he scored, you know, he's, he's a bucket, something that we'd never really seen from him prior when he was, you know, a role player for, for OKC or other teams like that. But Simons is, is one of those players who 
everyone kind of looks at him as like the kid that's kind of grown up in the organization yeah. and people forget like he's been in the NBA for a few years now. He's four he's years. I rep. think. Yeah. Yeah. Like in those four years, his growth is like yeah. that. His ceiling is so high. Mm-hmm. I think I read that his, one of his goals this season was to make the all-star team. And I'm mm. over here like, mm. it's doable. Yeah. A yeah. thousand percent. It is. Yeah, with him, he's he's someone who, when I watch him play, I notice the confidence he plays with. And that's something that's so hard for, for players trying to kind of make their way in the league is they struggle with their identity or what, what they're going to bring to a team. And most players will say, okay, I, this is Dame's team. I'm going to let him kind of run things and let him do this. And he said, no, 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 no. Um, I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna light myself on fire and, and shoot the <laughs> lights out and I'm gonna show everybody that I got game. I want to make an all-star team. Yeah. And I'd love to see that. I love to see yeah. players wanting to compete and wanting to do more above and beyond. And like that that's com- com- uh, that's the nature of the game is being competitive. So I love yeah. to see it. Well, and I think there was something Dame said something about that where when Ant had that game winner that he Dame made the decision to pass that off to him instead of taking it himself and and Ant made it and he was talking about just trust and I think again when we talk about chemistry with this team that's one of the things that we're seeing there is trust that this doesn't have to be the Damian Lillard show obviously we're going to get a lot of Damian Lillard and we want a lot of Damian Lillard but we also want a lot of Anthony Simons and Jeremy Grant and everybody else, like Josh Hart, Josh Hart's been in spectacular and Shaden Sharp. Like we have got to talk about Shaden Sharp because yeah. Shaden Sharp, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I think we're <laughs> seeing, I think we're seeing trust. You know, we're seeing a team yeah. that is, is not going in the past, in the recent past, it's been like Dame just kind of strapping everybody on his back and shoving his way into the finish line. Whereas now we're seeing team basketball. We're seeing these guys really being supportive players and stepping up and not just putting it all on Dame. And and I think that that is going to be huge for Dame to be able to actually like rest and play at a, where he's not just killing himself. And also for these players, the rest of the players, like you see it with Ant, to really step up and take some ownership in a way that they haven't before. Well, one thing that people people kind of overlook is that Dame is a, is a real leader. He's mm-hmm. he's not just the superstar of the team. He is a leader. He is a friend. He is a a winner. So I think he understands. And and of course, being coached by Chauncey, you you understand that you're only as good as the rest of the players on your team. If you really want to win in the NBA, you have to elevate your teammates. Your teammates have to have the confidence to make those shots because you can't shoot every single shot. Right, right. And I think Dame is is starting to do that early on and setting the example that, hey, I want you guys to have the same confidence I have. Yeah. And they're they're stepping up to it and and making good on it. Yeah, they absolutely are. Now let's talk about Shaden Sharp. Shaden Sharp was... He was kind of a surprise because he didn't play last year. And so going into the draft, he was a little bit unknown. The Blazers got him. It was one of those things where, you know, immediately people were talking about that pick. 
Uh, and as soon as he started to play and practice and work out with the team, we started to kind of hear chatter about it, like how good he was. And before the season started, we we started to hear how good. And obviously in summer league, he got hurt. So we still like we really didn't know who Shaden Sharp was as a basketball player until we started the season. And all the hype is totally true. Like he is really coming in. And I don't remember the last. It's been a while since we've had a rookie that I feel like has come in like that and really had significant minutes and made significant a significant impact this early on in the season. Yeah. I think, I think he's a difference maker. Um, and to be able to be a difference maker, you know, with, with him at his age is a huge plus for the Blazers because normally when you have, when you have a rookie or somebody that's new to the league, you, they kind of have to go through a learning experience and kind of learn and then get to the point where they can really, you know, contribute to the team, but he's doing that out of the gate. So yeah, with him, like he's out there and you have confidence that he's going to make the right play. You have confidence that he's going to, he's going to make all the right decisions and, and just fill that piece of the puzzle to, to help the team win. And that's what we're seeing with these games is everyone is stepping up and making sure that, okay, we got a new puzzle this game. We need to figure out this team. And everyone's like, all right, I'm going to be the puzzle piece that fits right here. And I'm going to be the puzzle piece that fits right here. Whether it's Josh Hart pushing the tempo or justice Winslow, you know, making the extra pass or basically Dame taking over. It's just everyone is stepping up to make sure that we win. And when you have a rookie that's doing that, it just makes all the difference because he's bought into the culture. Yeah, that's huge, I think. And, and you know, Portland is kind of a unique team. They're kind of a unique fan base. <laughs> They're unique. You get small market teams and, and you see some kind of different you could probably speak to this better than me having had experience in in that world. But to me, there's something kind of special about being a small market team. Um, and I think especially in the case that we have where we have a player like Damian Lillard, who is a franchise player and he's loyal and dedicated and wants to be there, even though it's a, he's not trying to just get through this season so he can get to the next big thing. He's committed mm -hmm. to this team. And, and I think that that for a small market team, that's huge. That's a huge thing. And that makes yeah. a, a big impact. A lot of people kind of get the wrong impression about small market teams. Like they're, they're not trying to win or, or their fans just are kind of, giving a half effort, but that's not the case with Blazers. I, I grew up in Portland and I got to grow up around Blazers fans and, and live <laughs> kind of uh, right. the experience said, of yeah. what, it, what it is to have a father who plays for the Blazers. And I can tell you without a doubt that that Trailblazers fans are, are just special. They're just yep. the best fans in the NBA. And it makes you want to want to play for that team. I mean, my father playing for the Blazers. It was like a family. Everyone on his team was, were his best friends. We grew up with Clay, Mikey, Trace, the Thompsons. We grew up with them and we saw them every day. And it was just a, the Blazers were a family. And uh, to me, the city embraced me. So yeah, it was just a good feeling. So why would you ever kind of want to leave that? Of course, I think my father, he is a, a he's a competitor and he wants to win. And right. He did everything he could to make sure that the Blazers were competitive. And the same thing goes with Dame. I think yeah. he's he's been in the league for a while and he this season he doesn't have anything really to prove per se, but 
this is a big season for him. This is, is. supposed to be the season where he surpasses my father in points. <laughs> yeah. On top of that, there have been all these debates about who's the best, who's washed, who's this and that. And I think he's someone who always rises to the occasion. I think this season he is aiming for that number one point guard in the league title. And I think he can do it. If we if they keep playing like this, I see potential yeah. to be an MVP. Yeah, I agree. I just had that conversation the other day that like if if this team makes a, a, a run, Dame absolutely could make a, a case for that. And man, he's it's it's there's a lot of comparisons that get made between Clyde and Dame. Both I think they're very different players, but I think that that loyalty and and that drive is is definitely there are some similarities there. You know, I, I agree with you that Dame doesn't really have anything to prove. However, I will say that being, what is he, 33 or 32? 33, 32? Somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> and coming off of a big injury, there's been a lot of talk about can he come back and do what he was doing previously. And so while I don't think he necessarily has anything to prove, I definitely think that people are watching him and wanting to see how he's going to do. And if the first part of the season is any indication, uh, he is not slowing down anytime soon. And I, I think that we've got some years left of, of Dame time. Hmm. <laughs> I'm excited yeah, about that. He's a gamer. He's someone who, if he can, he wants to be out there and, and he wants to show you he, every Every night he wants to, he's not going to take a game off. He's always yeah. going to bring his best. And whenever a star like that is, is, is willing to rise to the occasion, you love to see it. And as a fan, you can do nothing but support that. That's, that's the player you want to be a fan of. So I'm all for it. And if this is the season that he does pass my father, that that's amazing too. I hope we can be around to see it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'd love it. Yeah, he's starting. I saw that he tied Clyde's points in a game opener. So most mm. points in a game opener was 41. It was held by your dad and Dame tied it this season. So he's he's pushing those. He's pushing those yeah. records. One of these days, they're going to have to create that time machine so I can see the matchup one-on-one. -on -one. Right? <laughs> right? I yeah. Mean, I, for me, I appreciate them both. Of course, they're, they're yeah. both amazing players. And I, I don't really like to compare players no. because they're all good. If you're, yeah. if you're playing the NBA or even if you play in college, you're you're in the top you're percentile of basketball players. So <laughs> yeah. I just you, – you see them and you cheer yeah. for them and you love them. And yeah. But I would love to see that match. I, I, I same, really same. I think it's a very natural thing to to compare. I think that people, especially because for people like me, like our age, who grew up becoming fans when Clyde was the star, and now as adults are also fans, it's kind of like you see. And then obviously there were some people in between. You know, you've got Brandon Roy that yeah, that. Brandon Roy. Yeah, so there, there's obviously some talk there as well. But I think it's a natural thing to compare. But I'm with you. I really like to appreciate a player as they are. I don't think we have to, like, like the constant conversations between, like, who's better, Dame or Steph? Like, I hate those conversations. Mm -hmm. Like, I love Steph's game. I also love Dame's game. I loved watching Clyde. I also love watching Dame. 
Um, and I think it's okay to like not compare, but also like, especially this season, there's going to be a lot of that because of oh, all yeah. these records. You, you can't help it. I mean, even, you know, when, when I've hung out with legends of the game, they, they can't help but compare. But <laughs> right. They, they do right, it in a right. different way. It's, it's almost like a, it's not in the way that like your typical, like, TV show or reporter would kind of compare it. It's more of like, okay, they, they break it down into, okay, well, in this era, we had this and hand right. checking and this, we didn't have the three point line. So in this era, we would adapt to that and their conversations and their insights. It's a different perspective. They're not just out there saying, okay, well, we're better 100% or anything <laughs> yeah. like They're just like, okay, well, if you look at it like this, Right. And they break it down. So that that's another reason why I would love to have some of these legends come up here and, and just yeah. talk basketball with everyone. Yeah. It, it, there's, there's such different perspectives. And I also think that there's such a respect for the people who have gone before and, and the, then the guys that are playing now. And just like, there's so much respect between those generations. It was a really cool thing to see the, the top 75 players when that happened because you saw a lot of those guys interacting and just the respect that was there between, you know, guys from years and years and years ago. And then the guys that are playing now and just how much respect there was. And I think about just how much the game has changed and how we wouldn't be where we are now if it hadn't been for those guys. And the guys that are playing now are going to change the game for future generations. And when you think about that and you like really stop and think about that, that's such a cool thing to get to witness. And especially because we're watching that happen from the time that we were children watching the Blazers or whatever team to now as adults, like so much has changed just in, you know, 30 years um, just, I say that like it's a week, <laughs> but like in the, so much about the game has changed. And I think that there's so much to learn and to be aware of and, and to appreciate about how the game was, how the game is. And this is where you, when you really love the game of basketball, there's just so much about it other than just like, well, this guy's the best guy or this guy plays better or whatever. Like there's so much to appreciate. Yeah. I think basketball is an evolution and it's something yeah. it never stops. People are always, you know, one year we think, okay, Steph Curry shot it from the logo. Is this as good as it gets? And then, you know, one, one day someone's going to shoot the ball from behind half court. And, <laughs> yeah. and that's, that's where we're headed with basketball. It's, right. it's just something that people, are constantly working at it. And when you're yeah. working at something, you find new ways to reinvent the game. And that's why I love the sport because yeah. no matter how much you practice at it, you'll never know it all. There's always yeah. something new to learn. Yeah. It's, it's man, it's going to be a season. It is going to be a season. We're starting the season out four and one. I've seen a lot of jokes about how, well, I guess 82 and O is out, but we could still go 81 and one. So, and I think it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be a good season. I like what I'm seeing. I like the, the basics that we're seeing, you know, stripping down all the fancy stuff. I like mm -hmm. that there's chemistry. I like that there's defense and I know that it's not always perfect, but it's happening, which is more than we mm -hmm. can say for some of the past teams. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to watch because I mean, there are very few possessions that when I've been watching these games that, you know, they're just leaving somebody wide open or they're just like zero effort. I, I've seen very rarely effort. do I see a zero effort play. I think yeah. every time someone's shooting a shot, there's someone jumping at it. Right. Everyone's going to crash. Everyone's making that extra play. And 
when everyone's playing to win like that, you know that beating teams is not necessarily a fluke. It's something that, you know, it, it was intentional and there was, there was planning and strategy yeah. behind it. And that's what you love about this team is that, you know, a lot of naysayers will say, Oh, lucky. They, they won these games out of luck, but I'm like, well, the way that they're playing is not really, it's not based on luck. I mean, they're really just beating these teams by out hustling them or just, you know, out playing them. So yeah, you love to see it. I don't think you can call this luck. I think that this is a team that's gelling. I think it's a team that's playing well together. And I think it's a team that we're going to continue to see really fight to win. I have to ask you about one more person, Yusuf Nurkic. What do you think? Because I've always said that Nurk is a make or break player for this team, that when he's playing the way that we know he can play, it's such a difference maker. Mm -hmm. But when he struggles, we feel it. So tell me what you think about Nurk. I think I agree. Um, I definitely echo that sentiment. I think he's a player who if he's if he's firing on all cylinders, then then we can beat any team in the league. Hands down, I think. He's a player that a lot of people don't realize is he's our foundation defensively. And he's someone who offensively can help us in every single facet. He's our best rebounder. He's, he's a great passer from inside of the post and he's just smart. He has a high basketball IQ. And I think the only thing that could stop him is himself. I think when he wants to be, he's a top 10 center in this league when he wants to be. And uh, this season, I've seen flashes. Um, yeah. I, and if you watched him over the summer playing for his national team, you, yeah. you know he's that he's that guy. So <laughs> you love to see the confidence that he's playing with. And he's a vet, so he knows he knows what he's doing out there, and he knows how to get his teammates open looks and and just be the player that we all know he can be. I really like Nurk. I I like him as a human. I like him as a player. Like I I really like Nurk, and I think that we've seen his potential. Like, I don't even think potential is the right word because we've seen how good he can be, but he's so hot and cold. We need hot Nurk. We need, (laughs) we need him just where we need that fire. We like, let's rub Anthony Simons up against him a little bit. See if we can catch him on fire. Like we, we need that fire. We got to get him. I say we like I'm gonna have something back <laughs> on go to his house. <laughs> Nurkic, we have to talk. But I think we we've got it. We have to see him. I think you nailed it. Honestly, like he's what gets in his own way. Um, and and I guess this kind of goes. This kind of comes full circle to the beginning of what we were talking about. That like players are people first, and you never know what's going on off the court. You never know what they're struggling with what's distracting them um, and you can't expect them to be robots and be perfect all the time and just check everything at the door. Sometimes things f- overflow into how you play. I'm sure you can attest to that more than I can. Cause again, yeah. I didn't go very far. It's, it's definitely something where people forget these people are working on their game day in and day out. When you're asleep, when you're out at work, when you're driving on your daily commute, they're in the gym with three trainers around them working on exactly the thing you think they're not working on. I mean, right. if you take a player who's a bad free throw shooter and you think, oh, you just need to get in the gym and shoot free throws. that They are. They're shooting probably 500 free throws a day. And that when, when you're in the NBA, there's just no, no 
way you can't work on that. You have so many right. trainers and so Someone's much. Someone's going to make time. you. <laughs> yeah. It's, you're working on everything. Yeah. These are the best at what they do. So when you get into the game, you're also playing against people who are also the best at what they do. And it's a, it's a clash to see, you know, who, who can win that day. And yeah. Nurk is, is somebody who definitely works on his game. Everyone in the Blazers organization works on their game. Um, I've seen it firsthand, yeah. uh, being able to go to their mini camp and, and participate. I Dame was every day. I'm my second, third year pro and I'm, just happy to be playing over there and, and I'm working hard and I'm like, Oh, I'm really getting after it. Cause I want to show everybody what I've got. And Dame is on the other court, you know, <laughs> sweating working more than just I am. as hard. Yeah. Working just <laughs> as hard. And he's just shooting threes, you know, practicing his threes, practicing his form, getting his reps up. And it just goes to show that no matter how hard people are working, there's always somebody who's working just as hard, if not harder. And I think Nurk, it's going to click some games, but I think throughout the season, we're going to see some impressive things from him. He's going to have some big games. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the potentials there, again, potential is a terrible word to use because we know he has that ability. I just hope that there can be more consistency mm -hmm. because I think if he can plug into that, it's a game changer for this team. And, and I think even when he's not, they're working around him and he is contributing. I'm not saying he's not contributing because he is mm -hmm. contributing, but I think that if, if that can click and he can get to his full potential or his full ability, like we've seen him do. And like you talked about with his national team this summer, like he was on, I got so excited to see Nurk play with the Blazers this season after, after that. So hopefully that whatever needs to happen to make that happen happens. That was a lot of the same word in one sentence, but <laughs> we just, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that it's coming, you know, again, yeah. this is it's early and we're five games in, they're still working through things. We, I don't think, I think we won one game in the preseason and it was the team that wasn't an NBA team. There's stuff that they're still working on that they're still trying to get mm. to. And I think that, you know, the beginning of the season when we looked at the schedule was kind of a wash, in my opinion. Like a lot of people were like, this is a hard first part of the schedule. Don't expect them to win very much. Like they're going to get it together. They're going to come out on the back end. But they did. Like they exceeded expectations. Yeah. And all those people, they sat right there and said that to my face. And I, you know. <laughs> same. Said, same. No, I don't think yeah. so. I disagree. Respectfully disagree. Yeah. But. There's receipts on Twitter somewhere. <laughs> yeah, somewhere out there. I, 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 I'm just waiting for the universe to just like be like, you were right. No. <laughs> I know, right? I, but, um, I kept seeing all these. I kept seeing after they went 4-0, I kept seeing all these posts from like Bleacher Report and all these things saying, who would have guessed? And I'm like, me, I guessed. <laughs> I said this. <laughs> Yeah, I think this team has they have X factors um, and Nurk is the biggest X factor on the Blazers. You you kind of know and you, you come to expect certain things after watching Jeremy Grant for a few games. You know, he's what yeah. he's going to do. You know, Ant is now if you didn't know, Ant is on right, fire. Right. And he's going to continue to try to be. But not literally. On fire. Don't not call literally. the fire department. Don't call the fire department. <laughs> <laughs> so a, a lot of these players have established their role on this team. And we've really seen the identity of the team. And Nurk is the X factor that that can really push up push us to the next level. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
I think there's exciting things coming. Um, I, this made me so much more excited just to get to talk about it. And I, you know, I always joke that like, I'm all unicorns and rainbows that like, it's always positive, happy, whatever, upbeat. Um, and I, I'm glad to see you have a little, a little bit of that. You've got some unicorns and rainbows yourself. Why can't Adam? it be unicorns and rainbows? I mean, it's, it's a good time. We're winning. Uh, it's it basketball. It's, it you know, is. it's a sport. It's meant to be enjoyed. So this is going to be one happy podcast. This is going to yeah. be one happy podcast. <laughs> well, we're going to be back, uh, weekly. We're going to be back every week. The two of us week after week we're also going to bring in like we said earlier some some guests we've got some already lined up that we know are are in and they're good so you're gonna want to come back and and listen we appreciate you listening make sure you subscribe this is a new podcast it's on a new feed so subscribe to the podcast like the podcast leave us a review if you like us if you don't like us please don't be mean (laughs) just (laughs) just if you don't like us, I feel like you just listen. open the floodgates. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, now yeah. I'm gonna be because you said not to. I'm gonna t- yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you can tweet at us. I am Deandra Ann, D-I-A-N-D-R-A-A-N-N. Adam is Drex Glides, and then the number two. D-R-E-X. Yeah, like Drex, Drex Glides too. I yeah, also, like also. also I love you told me that. I was like, oh, I didn't even catch that. Um, so you can tweet at us. You can find us on Instagram. You can DM us. Um, give us feedback. If you have questions, please. We want this to be a little bit interactive. Um, we're going to try to do some things. We did a live a, a Twitter um, spaces the other day. I think we're going to try to jump in and do that occasionally. Maybe we'll try to do it. I think you can do live YouTube. So we might have to try that. Um, we yeah. haven't done that. So we've got some things that we want to do, but we definitely want this to be something where we can, you know, interact and, and have feedback and, and such on the show as well. So yeah, um, we've got some exciting stuff. We hope you'll tune in. Adam, any last word? Not last words. Though you're not going to die, but like <laughs> anything else you want to say? <laughs> yeah, I think this we're, we're here to have fun with this and really just to, to make it something unique. And I think, one of the easiest ways to do that is to to really be open to what everyone else has to say. And we'd love to hear from everybody and we'd love to, to have some of those questions, some of those comments um, be also asked to some of the guests we bring in and uh, maybe we'll get some hall of fame advice or <laughs> we never know, but, um, but it's something that, that we can all do together and we're just going to have fun with it. And uh, we're going to shoot some a good hoops. time. We're going to shoot some hoops. I'm really proud of that, for the record. The play on the words. If you didn't catch that, you know, shooting. Because Adam shoots and I shoot. So, all right. With that cheesy end- ending, thank you for listening. We will be back with you next week. <laughs>